Hello, hello, hello. I'm Michelle. And I'm Veronica. Welcome to our podcast, I Don't Know To Be Honest, a safe space for people who do not be knowing. Hey guys, how are you? How are you? Oh yeah, before we even like fly in, because you guys can probably hear more voices on the audio than us too. So we have some <laughs> special guests again. Um, and honestly, I would love for you guys to just introduce yourselves and um, let the people them know who we have here. Hanifa, do you want to go first? Yeah, well, as as Ada said, I'm Hanifa. I'm one half of Season Sessions podcast. Uh, yeah, we round up Black News every week on our weekly podcast and we work together and are friends. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I'm Ada, the other half, and Hanifa's pretty much summed up the podcast, so I don't really need to say too much. But yeah, it's nice to be here because last yeah. time <laughs> you guys were in ours, we had a viral moment, so... You know, yeah. the combination. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Oh, we love that. L- life after fame. <laughs> How was it, <laughs> um, it seeing yourself on the mirror? Oh, my God. That was really scary. My mum, mm, so I can probably say this in safety. My mum, she, she, she wasn't happy. Um, so, yeah, no, but not for the reasons you think. She wasn't happy because, you know, I think my brother's been teaching her a lot about influencers now. And so she was really unhappy that, like, it was on the mirror and she was like, where is my bag? Like, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, yeah, I, and I, I yeah, did the same. A businesswoman. I was like, this is not how it works. Like, you know, that's not how it works. So, but no, she, she, she loved the moment. Everyone was sending it to her. She loves a bit of like, she has her casual, humble brag. So she's like, oh yeah, so like my story was on like national news. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, oh. did they not even try and reach out to you? They just wrote the no. whole story with no... No quote, no nothing. That's no. wild. No. Now I know how it works yeah. because I, sometimes I really be thinking, oh yeah, they would reach out, interview, you know, because I just I saw that and I was like, right, so we definitely had no input into this. At least they tagged the, they tagged the pod, at least. Yeah. And the part that got yeah. me was known only as Veronica. That's, that's the part that's that's really really <laughs> <laughs> As if I was like an Prince. alias. Yeah, Madonna. <laughs> I said, sis, you made it. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, uh, that was yeah. a moment. That was a moment. It was, but I do need to start off this episode with um, a flogging for Michelle and I. Um, so when we were on the season sessions podcast, we actually mispronounced both Hannifer and a- um, Ada's names. So you I'm did just it put- again. Oh Ucha! my god! Ucha. Okay, let me. Let- so yes, we are we are collecting. I'm behaving our... like a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, right, Veronica. I will. Yes, we are accepting our flogging because I sh- number one, I should have learned better because I kind of went against my instincts. My instinct was to say Ada and Hanifa, but I was like, oh. Hanifa and Ada, that ain't it. I, we are, I am sorry, guys. I am so sorry for me mispronouncing your name. Okay. And uh, doing better next time. In it, V. 
Yeah, we're doing better. Um, I am really, really sorry. Um, yeah, so it's accepting the plug- public flogging. Um, <laughs> but speaking of vloggings, right? Um, oh, yeah. We do have a new Great thing segue. that we're starting on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we think we're, st- we're having a new thing that we're starting on the pod. Um, when we've got guests in, we're going to actually nominate Prick of the Week. So, you know, absolute shibasi that we see in the weekly news uh, or in the bi-weekly news since we're a bi-weekly podcast. Um, so, yeah, Prick of the Week Awards, general consensus. I'm going to put it out there. Who are your Pricks of the Weeks, guys? Um, my Prick of the Week is um, Rishi Sunak. Mm. Um, and he'll probably be the Prick of the Week until covid for those to be honest because everything that comes out of his mouth is trash to me but he said um yesterday that he is warning work work officers that people will quit if the staffs aren't allowed to work in the office basically he's encouraging workplaces to force people back into the office because he said people will quit and i want to know who are these people that he's talked to (laughs) because i'm very happy at home and he's putting pressure on businesses to try and force people back into the office just because to fit their agenda like he said apparently he told the telegraph employees would vote with their feet and they would consider leaving if their works didn't make them full-time in the office again and like where did you get this information what what job did you yeah where's the census show your working state your state yeah anything <laughs> show me one person that you talk At to because that's not true use the stats to say yeah. you know i interviewed this 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 amount of people and you know 56 percent said yes yeah, so actually that's the majority don't come here and go what? people will where where, where are they you? gonna quit to anyway <laughs> As in, exactly. exactly isn't there a recession if, if you quit you're going to be at home which yeah. is where you apparently don't want to be because you want to go into work exactly I'm very doesn't happy make, at doesn't home. make sense <laughs> the logic is a logic is like uh, it's just like Rishi. these politicians always, you just lie unprovoked and then you mm. get angry when we question because like show me the receipts Mm. show the receipts show me the receipts okay so yeah yeah, definitely a prick prick for that because you're lying you're you're capping capping prick Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes that's it i love that word cap capping capper okay so hanifa it's your prick of the week well on a similar theme my prick of the week is pretty patel and I don't know what she's doing. I don't know. I, I'm sure you've seen by now the selected home office card spending. It's very interesting. Um, you know, lots of money is being spent. Literally here, the hair there and everywhere. At, that was £800 <laughs> spent at a salon. Um, Wasn't there I, a category I really, called here, there and everywhere? No, she, there, there was a spending, £864, 2nd of April. So we're coming up to the anniversary of that. At a place called Hair There and Everywhere, uh, two thousand pounds at an Albanian electronics shop. There's just some very questionable things going on on this card spending, and Home Office came out like it's. We live in such a weird world because Home Office is tweeting like fact check. This was <laughs> but I fact check on who? Weird. Fact check but, on who? Though because they're making it seem like actual publications accuse Pretty of like money laundering everybody's saying so mm. this fact check that they're doing on people there's no one official that has accused you of anyone anything this is you know when people defend themselves without 
efficient. Like, you know when people start them. lying yeah. when nobody said anything? That's what's happening. Now you're suspect. Can I ask a, who are you fact-checking? Can I ask a question? So, fact-checking the public. So why why is it that um, these spending, like why, how is how is it coming out? Who is requesting, are they just randomly picking people? But no, they, you can, there's, I think there's a website where you can see all the spending, you can search it up. Oh, it's, I mean, it's public our tax, record. Is our it's tax, our tax, yeah, 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 we have the right to do that. But she just annoys me anyway. Like, even if she hadn't been doing, if she wasn't involved in this, just like she's everywhere. She's so smug and so mean. Um, and, yeah, and, she was glad involved. to be prick of the week. Yeah, <laughs> she was involved, and like, like <laughs> the three tweets that they've addressed Primark and they've addressed the PPE situation. So, what about the cupcakes? Yeah. <laughs> a lady of leisure what about sports direct it's just like funny to me because like these places are relatively you, how do you spend 800 pounds in sports direct she's buying she's the whole to buy out the whole shop like it's impossible <laughs> i don't get it and this was on one day so it's just it says 15th of june so what were, what exactly were you buying well they should be they should actually have to say like she's tweeting about some other shit oh can we swear yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She's, she's tweeting about other stuff. Yeah. Like, as if you, as if we don't all see her when her eyebrows, like... Her eyebrows aren't even popping. Speak you, up. You better have some sick microbladed brows if you're going to spend 77k. <laughs> what? On eyebrows. I like this. Like, they, I like what they tweet. The last thing that they was tweeted was, we are committed to delivering the best value for money for the British taxpayer, making sure that every pound is spent in the most effective the way. It's rude. It's actually rude because literally you're calling me stupid in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because, so they're saying the, spe- the, the, the eyebrow place was PPE, but people are getting distracted because there are two eyebrow places on the list. Yeah. A hundred thousand pounds in total was spent in, in, the, in the beauty sphere eyebrow zone but we so. want to be seeing the beauty she didn't even get a bbl i don't yeah. think it's rude but like, yeah, like i would like to the see the beauty, beauty. let me even so, stop if 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 30k went on ppe cool but come on she again you, show you're working show, show you're working. working but i don't Let's know how they the do PPE. this because it's all inflated price. i'm like you're not surely Anyways, I don't want to come out here and be accusing people of things on the on government officials of things, you know, because yeah, you know, I, I, but I, I think I have a suspicion that there's some dodgy stuff going on. But I'm gonna leave it there. Yeah, okay? yeah, it's interest. It's very interesting. It is and very we interesting. It would be explored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I don't. <laughs> the restaurant spendings alone. You spent three thousand pounds in Pollyanna restaurant on one day. Google Pollyanna. and then you spent. Try and make a book in at Pollyanna restaurant. And then less than a month after, you spend another £3,000 there. Tell me, for who and for what? Isn't, anyways. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. This better not be a front for another questionable operation. But I've said enough. Aren't they they actually being sued by, um, they're being sued. I think Matt Hancock has been sued for like money laundering or like some type of. No, really? You. there shouldn't be some kind of clause where if you get caught money laundering, you you got to quit your job. Yeah, you would think. You would think. But at this also point, her spending, in the, her spending in hair there and everywhere should have been when hairdressers were closed. 
Mm. So surely, somehow, mm. somehow, there's anyways. There's we need an independent. We need day. answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are your pricks of the week? So my prick of the week. Mm. Oh, basically, my my heart just bubbled up <laughs> in in disgust at this prick because you know one thing I really hated hearing a lot. Not because it was completely untrue. It's just like it just. It's again looking me in my face and calling me stupid is that quote black men don't cheat. Every I mean everybody cheats, you know, but to say it with your chest, I'm like, really? Up to no man with, with melanated skin like this cheats. I, I don't know what that means. So the one of the, the faces of the I think he even had a t-shirt. I have a photo in my head of him with wearing a t-shirt. His name is Jarrett Jackson. I say Jackson like this because there's an X <laughs> before the end. So you have to emphasize that. Um, Derek Jackson is a known American. He's like a, I think he does some relationship coaching and he just puts out a lot of content about, you know, how to do up healthy relationships. Um, and, and he's a Christian man as well. So definitely, you know, doing up, doing up, um, mm. doing up Christian relationships and how he has no respect or sympathy for men that can, inf- men that do up infidelity. You know, he was really speaking mm. on it as if, you know, on his grave, it was going to say Derek Jackson, non-cheater. So for him to now come onto a video, video, yeah, he's just, there's just a recording of him and his wife, which my observations are the way he's grips in her hand in this video, you know, of course it was not, she had to confirm it wasn't under duress because we all started to get a bit concerned um, of them presenting a united front about how he did in actuality, in eventuality, <gasps> shit, he was shitting like a shitter. Um, Wait. During their marriage. <laughs> Wait. I, I, I'm finding this out in real time. I was not expecting it. He was cheating anyhow. To embarrass you. And you know what the best thing about it was? He blamed it on the devil. <laughs> Oh, that's that's why, honestly, like those mm, did, those Christian, those Christian men. Devil, does... guys. He didn't just blame it on the devil because he also blamed it on another man called Derek Jackson. He, yeah, he was separating himself yeah. from himself <laughs> and calling. He said Derek Jackson, Derek Jackson, Derek Jackson. I said, are we? Do you got a you? Do you got a twin? But where was the devil when he was talking about no one black men don't cheat? The devil had COVID no, clearly. The devil, the devil didn't apply to that text. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest and the most ridiculous part of this whole thing is his reaction video <laughs> to his own conf- he did a reaction video <laughs> to his own confession as if he as if he was watching a completely different person <laughs> and he was like i've seen this around i'm like you are <laughs> taking <laughs> the split screen the video of him watching the video and he's just still in he's, i think he's sitting in a car because he does a lot of his videos on the go like in a car or something like that and he's just watching it like this so i'm then thinking i'm already like Clearly, I must be. He's watching someone else because he's just watching someone else and and his wife. In fact, I just I don't want to just get too. Well. I'm speaking about Derek Jackson. I think his wife is a different story entirely because there was a lot of madness going on there. I just I can't 
I don't understand what happened after. Um, but anyways, so this man is, he's taking pricks to new levels because he's been caught in the act of doing what everyone, anyone is pretty much capable of doing. There is no excuse for doing it. You, I personally believe if you, if you do cheat on your partner, it is, you don't, respect them you might love them quote unquote but it's, it's a matter of respect and consideration and you don't really um or you didn't really at the time um mm-hmm. and so you know you did what you did but to now come on there and then basically i don't even know what yes me and me and my wife presented we're in a united front you know and she's doing all the explaining i left him as you should have, sis. Um, I left him and then I saw God do the work. And yes, as a I personally as a Christian, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I cannot shoot, I cannot underestimate what the power of, of Christ, fine. But and then there's another video. I'm like, okay, you have the right, uh-uh. to, you have the right to take your husband back after what he's done. You have the right to do that. You know, if you want to do it, do mm. it. That's no no biggie there. But then there was another video of my 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 young sis saying she's Mm-hmm. In a in that beret of of warfare, um, that, Wait, that she was wearing, Wait, she, she was wearing a bonnet, she dressed like a black panther. But she was she was, she was wearing a bonnet, a bonnet. Or she, was dressed like a, she dressed like the black panther. Yeah, and yeah, it was like the black panther, and she also had like this army army print top, mm-hmm. and she and she so looked like she was going dress. for yeah. She said she's going. She's a yeah. warfare. She's and the prayer was very much you know I don't know I'm this is my intentional paraphrasing she was saying she's wearing the beret of warfare I don't know what it was she was was talking about she she, she said that she dressed up for war like she's fighting against you know the devil's temptations yes her man I'm honestly that's it's not how it works at all all. but yeah um just just a big a big I don't even want to say a shout out because he does not deserve this but he is actually taking pricks into new levels. And this is how hypocrisy carries you, you know? First of all, my two mm. takeaways is men will always embarrass women because he brought her on there. She couldn't even be, she couldn't actually be doing up. At least, babe, come on there. Let me, let me please be come on, come on there in, in your buffest fine clothes to at least I can you know that the the public will say what they say. They have a lot of people on social media have a lot to say. You brought her on there in her inside clothes, grips in her hand like this, just to confess <laughs> that. that you that she you... looked like she'd just been crying. She looked like she had just, as in like she had just finished crying. You know, like you've woken up, you're still continuing your argument. You just finished crying. He was like, "Okay, let's just tell." He said, "Babe, time is of the essence." Do it now. He said, "Babe, time is of the essence. Let's address this now. If you really want to address it, come on. All right, set up camera. Let's do this." Yeah, that's this. Literally, how it looks. And he just made a complete fool out of this woman. And I, I will never ever like blame any. I don't. I don't ever blame the the person who's been cheated on for being cheated on in any way. You didn't. You didn't force this person's actions. But I just think it's just something very very booky going on there in that relationship and this man is he is it, it, it definitely he acts like a complete narcissist him separating himself from himself in order to confess his it's like how are you taking full accountability when you've divided yourself by two and you've now you've now right. separated yourself the innocent you from the devilish you Derek jackson and Derek jackson <laughs> two different people one the devil was using okay all right so you know what honestly cheaters cheaters paradise like honestly <laughs> i feel like even though this is a dilemmas episode really it should be called cheaters paradise <laughs> throw throw the man away throw the man away i don't want to see his face anymore and anyways ugh, that's my prick of the week anyway so we've gone on a whole tangent but veronica who's your prick of the week <laughs> 
So mine, following on from the the, the joy of cheaters, because this was a week for wow, all of our all of our um, dilemmas have literally involved cheating, whether it be financial cheating, workplace cheating, and now another cheater is going to be Quavo. <laughs> um, <Wow>. and <laughs> Quavo and Sawidi. Um, I love the way she spells her name, like Sawidi. But like, yeah, Quavo and Sweetie. Um, with this whole situation, so by now I think you guys are probably clued on as to what happened. So clearly Sweetie had emotionally checked out of that relationship and Quavo had been cheating. Um from that was it was what was insinuated from her um from her tweets. But the reason why Quavo is my prick of the week is that Sweetie put out a well versed fuck him, I'm doing me up elevation, Jesus hands. <laughs> and then um <laughs> and then Quavo went to reply with you aren't the woman I thought you were. Um, yeah, I didn't want this to be handled in this way, but like, you know, I wish you the best. Like basically the toxic text you get for, as you try and like get rid of your ting. Um, and then what I love about this, even though Quavo is my absolute prick of the week, is Sweetie just went, take care. <laughs> she handled it beautifully. She was like, yeah, take care. I would have even done the heart emoji. I would have been like, take care. <laughs> heart and then gone but like I loved her reaction but like Quavo absolute prick of the week it reminds me of you know like when you try like when someone's trying to move to you Mm. and then you're like oh no no I don't you can't take my number and then they go yeah you're not that fine anyway like he basically done your butters anyway it's trying to salvage (laughs) grace from where grace like it's trying to um, salvage dignity from when there is none it's just like Mm. he had to I don't do you know what it is like I always say this and I really it's again one of my favorite quotes is, is there if there's one thing that men will always have is the audacity mm. um how dare you come on there and say to me and say to the world that first, first of all you've humiliated me and embarrassed me because I'm not the only people must know that you've done this to me right and I am then I mean to be honest people are going to ask questions when they realize we're not together so I'm then taking it into my hands to go right before the tabloids start doing trouble in paradise question mark question mark I'm just going to say this man done me dirty and I'm leaving you know with my head held high he then says Oh, well, um, I'm disappointed in you that you didn't cover up my shit. Yes, I shat on you. Why did you not cover <laughs> <Yeah>. it up? <laughs> she didn't really say too much. Like, yeah. she insinuated it, but she didn't... She, tra- she could have easily she gone, said this it, man everything did that's this. happened. Exactly. He, yeah, he's old as well. He's, like, in his m- mid-20s. Mm. That line is textbook. Like, if he was 17, I'd be like, okay, cool, you haven't seen this before. That's the classic guy cheats yeah. on girl. She calls him out. And then he has a tantrum. Yeah. Like he could have, he could have spiced it up a little bit. You're great. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are juvenile. They, it's, it's the same shit every time. They don't change. Like men really don't change until they hit like I think like thirty five or forty. They still have, have the same seventeen year old mindset. It's ridiculous. Like if they move the exact same way they move in school, and it's the question it's sad. is, are you not embarrassed? <laughs> like I've even had a situation where I'm just like, are you not like, are you actually acting like this? Like are you really <laughs> like between they are, are you- shameless. do you are you reading the text message are you seeing yourself are you fat sometimes you know i'd be like reflecting on my life and i I sit in front of my mirror i stand in front of my mirror and go you know what have you handled this in the best way possible how do you handle this where you act like an adult 
you know? And I'm like, yes, it's imp- you can do impulsive things, but it's like, this is, I'm probably it's well thought out as well. That's that's the capability of their thoughts anyway. That's, like, that's the ceiling. It's a ceiling fan of where his brain could really get him to. Um, and it's like, you should really be embarrassed. Um, and if you are like, I mean, a lot of men are like that. Um, so I'm like, it's a very embarrassing thing. So you guys need to really, really look into that, okay? And try and be a bit more graceful, especially you when you're what? the one but doing the said, dirt. True. As I've said, but as we said, we're not even going to, we, I think we've done, dedicated too much of this episode's energy to pricks. Let's be moving on. <laughs> <laughs> let's be moving on. Thunder fire them all and let's be moving on. Um, <laughs> let's be moving on. Um, but like, honestly, guys, thank you. Or thank you both for joining us today. And also thank you to all the listeners who handed it in your um, dilemmas. It has been actually really, really buff. And some of these are like really, really extensive. Mm-hmm. Um so like i think we're going to go into the dilemma portion we're going to start off light get a bit juicy trigger word by the way one of these dilemmas does cover sexual assault but i'm going to put it out there and we'll trigger one in it before mm-hmm. we get to it um so yeah so just to say let's get into the real dicey dicey okay mm-hmm. so dilemma number one <clears throat> see sends in this dilemma and the question is how do I get over all the dilemmas how do I get over being ghosted Ooh, that's quite a short one but it's, it's a short but loaded one so um anybody yeah. any takers it depends because is it ghosted yeah. like you spoke to them on an app a couple of times or is it ghosted like we went on dates and then now you're just gone, but you still view my Insta story. Let's try. There's and, levels to it. They haven't elaborated, but let's try and um, address either or if we can, like depending on the depth. So we could obviously like tailor it to like, well, if it's this, you're just going to have to, you know. I think it's it's obviously shit to get ghosted and it doesn't make you feel good. But really, it's more a reflection of the other person being quite reckless and inconsiderate of your feelings so you you actually dodged a bullet because the person who ghosted you and they may not have been done it like intentionally or like meanly but they're kind of they've obviously got their own thing going on so you're I mean this isn't helpful but you're better off with somebody who would actually say oh like I've got things going on I'm going to talk to you for a week or you know this isn't working um so yeah, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. If it's serious, just give yourself a week to wallow, and then mm. you're gonna have to, like, obviously not to be harsher. You're literally just gonna have to move on because you're gaining absolutely nothing from just thinking about it. Mm. There's many people in this life. You can't just be thinking about one person if they're not going if they're not thinking about you. Yeah. Feel your feelings. I think it's if even if it's a small short term. Oh yeah, we just we were speaking because have I been ghosted before? I'm sure I've ghost I've been ghosted before. I'm not gonna lie, I've probably ghosted before in my lifetime, um, and so I know that it's not the nicest thing to do. So I think it's really important to just be like right, right. Yeah, that's a shitty thing to do, um, but again we can't allow this person to be living in our head rent free for too long okay especially when they were just if they were there for just a week compared to if they were there for like three months I don't know I don't really like to put time limits on how you should be feeling about things but yeah they don't it's it's a reflection on them it's like it's it's childish just say what's going on it might not make you feel better to know that they're like yeah this isn't working out but at least it just doesn't leave you in that limbo space so it's a reflection on them and I'm sorry that you have been um ghosted by whoever um but one thing I can promise you is time is a is a healer. With time, you'll get over it. Just 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 be counting exactly. those days as they go by. It'll, it'll hurt less. Trust me. Honestly, I don't really have anything to add. So 
aside from what everyone has said, sorry, don't mean to say it sounds so down. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. But no, like, um, no, genuinely, like, time is a healer. You will get over it. And um, I recommend blocking so you also feel like you have some power back. So even if it is like you're just blocking his email or his PayPal, <laughs> like, yeah, do that. Block that. <laughs> yes. And when the doors open soon, honestly, you just won't even care. Yeah, you forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... Dilemma number two. Okay, this is from Jay. My friend and I have grown apart a lot this pandemic. I'm not sure if things will ever be how they were. We have both changed so much as individuals over the past year. How do I approach addressing this? Do you have to address it? Do you think you have to address it? Sometimes because sometimes you just have to like accept that people are growing apart Mm. and you don't always have to like you know make a statement about it you kind of just naturally have it happen well Mm. if it's bothering them Mm. I would say maybe I think you have to give some grace to this year it's not Mm -hmm. a normal year so I think everybody's changed so it's not like either people have necessarily done something wrong it's more just circumstances and if it's I think if the if it's bothering them they should maybe send a text be like oh when it's safe to meet do you want to go for a walk and then it might it might actually be nothing and they're both like kind of we're both kind of awkward but you actually want to be closer but you haven't been because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and then you meet up and things might be back to normal but if it's not i think you should say to your friend i feel i feel in this what do you think and see what they say but if you don't really care then it's fine to grow apart like you don't have to be friends for life with other people mm-hmm. Even, and you can still like them and not be friends for life mm-hmm. people do grow apart I think uh, my favorite quote is like, you know, people are in your life for a reason, season or lifetime. And sometimes it really, really hurts when you thought that somebody that was a lifer is actually just a season. Um, And maybe it's like, and it's important to like acknowledge that pain about how things, things don't actually have to be the way that things were. I don't ever think things are ever going to get back to how things were in 2019. The world has changed way too much now and it's going to continue to change. And that might be reflective of the space you're both in with your friendship. And it's hard. I'm assuming you might be like in your 20s. So like it's hard when this thing happens in your 20s because it's kind of like the first time something like this has happened to you. But it's a really necessary part of growing up that friendships change and the allocations you had for people like someone that was your ride or die might actually just be like your, oh, I'm going out friend or oh, I'm going to the cinema friend or like it. it's hard, but it's a necessary part of life. And yeah. Just my heart goes out to you, babes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I hear that. I have some friends that mainly I just party with. Yeah, um, and I don't think we we haven't really talked to be honest. Actually, no, we've mm. started talking again because like parties are back on, mm. like booking them, and then you just accept that those are your friends. I have friends I go on holiday with because mm. you know the holiday friends you need to pick carefully. You can't just yes. be going on holiday with Very anybody. <laughs> so my holiday friends, I really haven't been talking to them because we ain't been going anywhere, but. When holiday season comes back on, I know we're going to be, the group chat will start popping again. My party friends, my festival going friends, now yeah. we're talking again. And I think, I think if you have that understanding between yourselves that this is, you know, this is where you're at for this part, then I think it's fine. But exactly. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not one friend for everything. Some exactly. people have that. I appreciate those people that have one friend that I can do everything with. But some people, I just see you in the club. 
Mm. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, I think going back to that is like, um, so you've both changed it over the as individuals over the past year. So my mum says this quote every time, and I'm not going to lie, to be honest, I've only heard my mum say it, I haven't heard it anywhere else. 20 friends can't play for 20 years. The reason she says mm. this is, in life, the, as, it literally echoes what Veronica said about season reason and also very much about you know friends for different reasons you know um it's if it bothers you if it's a dear friend for whatever reason um you can try and have the comp like not address it per se literally just organizing your hangout just to reconnect because sometimes when they say absence makes the heart grow fonder and that there comes a point where that absence starts to really make it do the opposite um and and that is that is just a it's just a fact of life, really. You can just go out and try and reconnect with this person if you feel like you want to, or you can just accept. I don't know. It depends on whether you feel like the relationship is worth having, even if you guys have changed as individuals. Because just because you have changed a lot doesn't mean that you've changed in opposite directions. Um. So yeah, if it bothers you, you know, link up when it's appropriate to link up, as they said. And you never know. You might even connect on a deeper level. Um, in your difference, or it might just be like, oh, okay, you know, this is nice. I'll see you again in six months. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Hope that helped, babe. Yes, hope it did. Dilemma number twice. Yeah. Um. So this is from C. It says, I'm doing quite well at work, but I'm not passionate about what I do. So considering a career change, is it worth the risk? Ooh. <laughs> The that's really <laughs> see there's so many factors that I, we don't know so i'm I, not too sure <laughs> so if we if we give if we cover all bases i would mm. say i would say what i would want to say is you should be you have you owe it to yourself to be doing something that you're passionate about however mm. we are in a pandemic and you need to assess your financial situations. Maybe you are in a situation where you don't actually need to make that much money and you can you can just be unemployed because there's a risk that if you do quit your job, you might not be working. And that is that was a risk before the pandemic and now it's, mm. it's harder now. So maybe assess what you can do, make a game plan. And then when you're in a situation where you're able to be um, a bit more risky, then go for it yeah I think I have another opinion um which is not everybody can be passionate about their job (laughs) because you there's many jobs in this life and I'm sure I'm I don't know I'm sure if you you know people have to work that I think there's a there's a weird misconception that everyone is supposed to be in love with their job and I don't think that's really the case some people some I think like maybe five percent of people actually love their job and it depends what kind of field you're in but I don't I don't think you're supposed to I don't think you're supposed to be like really into it you need to somehow maybe find a passion outside of your job because Mm. a lot of people do leave like like this person has said they're doing quite well at work so you're I assume you're getting paid quite well and it's not you don't hate your job so you're just you're leaving because you want to find another passion but why don't you just do that passion as well as also having a job, I wouldn't particularly leave your job um, because I don't believe everyone's supposed to be in love with their work. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't, I have an in-between um, actually, like between you and me and Eva, um, because I feel like it's also, 
this is my own personal perspective though um it depends on what work you're doing and actually what the your day-to-day is as well because like I what I do whilst I um I don't think I'm passionate about what I do um all the time I have moments you know there are some moments that I find rewarding in my job that make me they re they reinvigorate me you know and sometimes it's like maybe finding those things within the job that you're doing or within the market that you're doing so you may not need a complete total career change you might just need a fresh perspective and sometimes that does happen to me when I'm at work when I'm like oh my god this is really really just grinding against my grinding my morale and I'm like I have something happens and I'm like you know what I latch onto that thing because it makes me feel alive again and it's literally within my work and I will, those things come up occasionally. And so I try and shift my perspective. I try and focus on, you know, a very sort of rewards um, based sort of approach. I'm like, all right, so I do these things. These, when I do this at work, I feel quite satisfied. Even just on a day where I just wake up early, I get into work, I organize my life and I really work in a very nice and, you know, logical way. And I'm able to achieve, like, t- I love ticking things off. I love having to do done. Check th- checking things off is so rewarding for me. And so when I, start a day like that I'm like you know what I've done this this since I've had such a productive day and I've helped people um because that's what my job involves in it and I'm like yes oh I actually do kind of like what I do so I have moments like that so it's maybe refreshing that perspective um Mm. within the role as well but again it just depends on the job and if you really if you're not passionate about it is it very much like this thing is killing my spirit maybe don't make the whole don't take a ridiculous risk and say nah I'm getting out of here maybe you might just need to whilst you're still kind of trying to do what you're doing maybe start making sure you have a a, a, strong, a strong enough foundation or a life raft that if you do decide to jump out, you're not going to land and, and then break your bones into 50 million pieces because you decided to take such a risk. Sorry, that analogy is very morbid. <laughs> nah, I, I agree. Basically, I feel as if, you know what, by the time all this advice gets around to me, I'm just like, you know what, I've, Everyone has you said should, what I've been thinking. You should yeah. go first next. Yeah. Oh, uh, so the next, the next, the next one's a bit techy because this has been my previous situation. I did not write in, um, but like, um, <laughs> no, but like um, what I what I think about that previous advice is yeah, like I hope I hope that does I hope you know it helps kind of thing. But next dilemma is. What do you do when you're both of different faiths but love each other? Love or marriage? What one do I pick? Mm. And this came in. Okay, so. Okay, so I'm going to try and give you as concise advice as possible. But this advice, I'm going to prerequisite it heavy because it seems good in ideology, but in practice, especially if you are like a strong follower of whatever faith you're in let's just imagine like you know yeah whatever faith you're in if you're a strong follower of it like say if you're a muslim person and then you um you want to marry like a christian person but that christian person is also strong in their religious faith right in nigeria like you know in like the with like yoruba people like they tend to do a lot of like interfaith mixing i don't know if you guys are like familiar with that so i know it works i know that there are like loads of families where that stuff works for but you just need to decide what works for you and also you need to be very prepared for family members because those beeps be beeping (laughs) that's what i'm saying because it's people's family but like yeah those those people like be actually like putting in bad vibes into the relationship where there doesn't need to be bad vibes but that is my advice and in terms of love or marriage what one do you pick you always pick love 
Yeah. But yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But I don't understand that. What is love or, love or marriage? Oh, let me try. Love, 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 a love marriage or a marriage marriage. Marriage, marriage. marriage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they're saying they should... So that's love. not with the person. Because yeah. I was like, why are you picking between love or marriage no, with that person? it's not marriage with the love. Mm. It's marriage. Right. Marriage but because it works. I, I would say... Yeah. I come from a family with interfaith um, marriages, and I would say mm. it does. It can work. There will be a family. Do like to say their piece. Some people mm. will upset you, but I think something to think about practically is if you have children, um, yeah. have that discussion before it gets too serious. Early. Because you don't want to be if you're if you're passionate about having your children follow your religion and practice it and go to the school and learn everything but then your partner is like no they're doing this like there are some things that which can coincide and there's loads of crossover with a lot of the big religions but you need to actually sit down and think what is important to me like say imagine you're muslim do you do you mind if your children eat pork that might not be a big deal to you but maybe you do want them to go to arabic school so i would say break it down Mm -hmm. but go go follow your heart your heart Mm. like but, also, but I think yeah. if you respect each other enough, it should be fine. Like, yeah. um, my boyfriend is an atheist um, because he's German and Germans don't really fuck with religion too much like that. Um, but he does respect everything from my family side. So, like, obviously my mum is always calling to do family prayer or she sends her, um, her the link the live link to her church every Sunday oh. morning to make sure that we're watching and he'll watch he says he likes mm-hmm. the stories um <laughs> he thinks it's funny and then they'll be having a conversation about it and then I have also said like obviously I will make sure my children are christened and all that kind of stuff and he's just like it doesn't really affect him I guess because he's an atheist what he say I say he's an atheist but he doesn't believe in anything he won't claim that he's an atheist like that and he doesn't affect his life and he's just like it's not that, so I think if there's a respect that he could be completely against it and he is against it and he doesn't really think that religion is correct, mm-hmm. um, mainly because of obviously his country's history and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if there's a respect that this is something that's quite heavy in the other person's life, then you kind of just let them go ahead with it. You can have it with religion, you can have it with other things. Like we, like in the same thing that he speaks another language, it'll be it's almost as if like if we had kids... I'd be like, no, they can't learn German. Like, it, but that's mm. like a big part of him. Mm. So it depends how you see religion. Like if it's really a big part of you, then your partner will completely respect that and kind of just like respect that you will both be, you know, be doing your own bits on the sides. Yeah. True. I, I want to, the thing is, right, you know how they say like marriage and, and coming from a typical African home, right? Um, and speaking as an African person who, again, like part of diaspora, a lot of, the, a lot of things where I'm always arguing with my mum about tradition. I'm like, throw it away. Don't even at me. I say this all the time. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, but I will just do what I want to do. But I know they say that sometimes when it comes to marriage, like a lot of Africans believe you don't just marry the person, you marry the family. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important not to ignore the 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 weight that the family can have on your neck. Um, just just I think it's really important to know what you're getting into because if you're going to choose love, which you should always, I'm not. I don't advocate for you to just enter something because it's functional because there will be a point where it starts becoming functional. Okay, um, and there's only so much faking till you make it that you can try and fake. Um, but 
mentally prepare every day that you may face these struggles and maybe have a plan about how you're going to deal with it. And as long as you and your partner are in agreement throughout this process, and as long as there's that support there, and it's like, if whatever happens, it's me and you, whatever happens, then that hopefully you should be okay. Because sometimes if the family are the way I've seen some families be in real life or in telly, because, you know, I'd be watching that Nollywood and I'd be loving it. It's entertaining. It's, 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 it's shit. But yeah, um, it's like I can see how families, I've seen it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually real. I've seen how families can really try and tear down relationships because they would rather the person marry this. Like, I don't know. It's, it, they would rather, like, they still have it. Even my parents have their own. Mm, I wouldn't like it if you married here. I'm like, that's your own problem. You know, if you want to see your grandchildren, you need to step in line. But that's just, I'm, stuck, I'm hella stubborn like that. But um, so just be mentally prepared for the challenges that might come uh, along the way and just continue communicating that with your partner and even maybe mentally preparing your family members from the moment you, you realise you're in a situation with somebody who's of a different faith and that's where you guys are going to go. Stop, start etching away at your, at your family. Like, look, you lot, whatever you say, I'm doing what I'm going to do. As I've been doing with my family, I will do what I'm doing okay just yeah come around i agree and you can butter them up as well like there are similarities mm. play on those similarities yes. because yeah. obviously i don't know what the faith your your you and your partner are but uh, there's there's lots of crossover yeah um play up on that because you will bond yes your families will want it you yeah. know yeah or don't about go on do sorry yeah. <laughs> No, I, I don't want to give examples because I don't. Yeah, know oh, no, I was gonna but... say don't be gung ho because I, I, I actually, yes, I like your approach actually because me, I'm already ready to fight. But actually, yes, Hanifa's made uh, a good. I'm point. ready to fight. Hanifa's made a good point. <laughs> yeah. Go and butter. Maybe it's nice to just be like, yeah, but then we also, we also, they also do that. We also, we also just think about it. it's a bit different, but it's kind of the same. Do that. Choose. Don't choose violence first if you can. I, I tend to choose violence. <laughs> that's the, that's, the that's so good because my thing was. I guess you're not coming to the wedding. Mine no, be no, like, no. I would just be like, I'm, I guess you're staying at home because I'm, I'm saying, getting married. Your grandchildren <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. I've just realised we're going to have like a super long episode. I hope you guys are enjoying because we're halfway through and some of these dynamics are very, very chunky. Yes. Sorry, I've just been mm. doing a cup of tea. Yeah. Mm. Yum. Nice. We love yeah, it. Must be nice. Must be nice. Live, live in La Vida Loquette. <laughs> <laughs> So, dilemma number five. Dilemma okay. number five, this, yes. Uh, this is from JL. Hi. So, for most of my degree, I've struggled with my mental health. Recently, I've been withdrawing from friends and family, and I know that I'm doing it, but I can't not. I can't not. I feel like a different person, and I, and I just know it's my degree. I really want to qualify at the end of this degree, and there is no other pathway into my field. However, I think if I continue, I'll lose myself or my happiness. I'm just so tired. And COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement and Boris Johnson are not helping. I want to drop out because the degree is killing me. But I've spent so much money and time and prayers to get here. I feel like I'm being ungrateful. Also, I'll never want to have to come back and study in. So do I just push through the next four months or get out now while I still like my life a little? I've just not, I've not been present in a, in a lecture in months. And all of my work has been late this term. I love placements, but I hate work. I hate the work. I've spoken to everyone at uni and my GP about this and it's not getting better. My options are drop out or keep doing what I'm doing and, and hope I pass. Oh. JL. JL. I would take a gap, yeah. I think if you can pause your degree 
um, then I would definitely recommend pausing your degree for a year and, and figuring your stuff out mainly because you can push and push and push but if your mental breaks it takes it will take you a lot longer to regain your mental health because mm-hmm. you'll you can get the degree but if you're not happy then you're not really going to use the degree to be perfectly honest because you're going to be so focused on regaining your mental health um if you push yourself to a point where you can't return um, so I would pause the degree if you can. Mm. Um, obviously, I have no idea. I have I don't know what degree it is, but most UK unis will let you pause and okay. then re-enter if you really have to. And also, if you write a letter, you can get mitigating circumstances. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend getting mitigating circumstances so you can pause it for the reason being mental health. Um, so I would definitely recommend that for sure. And withdrawing from your family and friends. Obviously, it's really hard. Um, it's really hard to be open with people about your mental health because um, I completely understand that because I also, I actually hate people checking up. I hate telling my family because they then will message me too much, be like, oh, are you okay? I actually don't need that right now. Mm-hmm. But if you, I would recommend being very open from the jump and just saying, even if, depending if you want people to reach out to you or not, but kind of set, setting the boundaries and just saying, I'm currently going through something I'm not ignoring you because I want to. It's because you can't either physically or mentally approach them and Mm. then set those boundaries and then kind of just let it fly. But I'm sure if your friends and family really care about you, then um, they won't blame you for what's currently going on. Mm. Honestly, I feel as if my advice is the exact same. I think that especially with a degree, and it sounds like, I don't know you personally, but it sounds like from what you're doing, it's actually, it sounds like something in the health field. Mm. Just because there's no other way to pass, you need to do it. Like health degrees tend to be like that. Like there's only one way in. And so I think that especially because during COVID, those jobs as well are like very, very far, not fast paced, actually fast paced and very, they're very mentally draining at this point. So if you're passing and then you're going directly into this health field, or I'm assuming now you could easily not be going into this, but it's going into a, a field where covid has really really impacted it um the compounding effect it could have on your mental health when you could have just it's okay to take time Mm -hmm. at the beginning whilst you're still studying because no one cares at the end of the day like when you hand in your cv to an employer all they say is degree in x grade is x do you want the job that's legit what they Mm -hmm. care they don't care how long it took you they just care do you have a degree what was the grade some of them don't even care about the grade did you go to university Okay. Just the degree Goodbye. itself. Yeah. It came out so, with the degree. That's like, yeah. I'm just going to echo what everyone else has said as well. I think the one thing I did want to point out is it's not a sign of weakness. I know you say you only have yeah. four months left to go. What good is literally like completely losing yourself? Like as Ada has said, like you can, the recovery period might be much longer and actually you may end up worse for it if you actually feel like now nah, these four months I'm not gonna lie it's gonna be Russian roulette at this point like I, I I I may not make it so and it's like and also if you try and try and try and push yourself and then and, and, and end up failing I feel like that might that might set you over the edge you know because it's like what have mm-hmm. I done all this for so so if you can take a break I don't I think in no matter what the situation is if you've done the most of it I feel like in many many and thank god we live in a in a, in a country where i'm assuming i don't know where you're from but hopefully you live in a space where 
they really do take mental health conditions seriously. Um, and if you feel like, no, I'm, I'm really, really struggling. I cannot do this. I need a break. And hopefully you are able to take just a little bit of, they, they will offer you some leniency um, and for you to take that break. You need, you need it. It seems like you need it. Um, and please do not martyr yourself all in the name of trying to, because my mom, people say this stuff, like if, if, if you're, if you don't do it, somebody else will. So you really try to have to, you have to try and look out for number one. Um, and, and I don't, I don't imagine that you would be at a complete, complete disadvantage if you decided to take some time out. Um, and so I would hope that you would please look after yourself. You have to be alive and, and well to actually thrive in whatever it is you decide to do. So please just remember to look after yourself first before exactly. you try. And, and yeah. like you said that your options are drop out or keep doing it. Those aren't your only options. Like the, you, there's some, mm. there's stuff going on and your uni have, has a duty of care to you. So just speak to them. Mm. They should be understanding. They don't want you to drop out. You've, you've worked really hard already so if you don't want to drop out but you need a break that is totally you're right you're paying for this degree exactly so they funded you to them to and they should help you yeah yeah um we wish you honestly like yeah. i as somebody who's been through university and had to, to go through the ups and downs of uni like not even nothing i wouldn't even say anything compared to what you're going through actually but it, it's it's tough it's tough um i think we all know this so please, please, please. Um, I really like, I wish you, I actually wish you the best. Like I hope that you're able to, um, you're able to explore your options and I hope that you do find something that works for you. Um, and also I hope that you end up getting, getting that, that degree some way, somehow, eventually like best, best, well, literally the best is best is wishes. Send me love, my dear. Mm. Kisses. Okay. Dilemma number six. Oh, Okay. Um, trigger word, guys. Um, sexual assault. Right. Um, my partner. So this is from E. My partner said when they were younger, they were accused of sexual assault, but everyone, including the authorities, knew it was a lie because they broke up and eventually the guy who accused her apologized. At the time, we were friends and it was completely understandable saying this in the conversation we were having about how falsely accusing people can affect their lives. However, I caught her about to cheat on me recently and now I think she's a liar. And I keep wondering if she actually did it. Um, Do I stay and work on the trust or leave? I'm ready to settle down and find a wife. I just don't know if it can be her. Ooh. So the girl so the girl was accused of a sexual assault. Yes. Yeah. And that's this person's partner. Mm-hmm. And now they're about to cheat. Yes. Um, they were friends. I would say and now they're dead. If you think if you think if you think someone's a liar, you're gonna and you and you if you wanna work on the trust, that's fine. But bear in mind if you think someone's a liar then you're, you might always think they're lying. And then if they're, you think they're, tell, they're telling the truth, but they could be lying, you're going to go, you're going to like turn yourself mad trying mm-hmm. to convince yourself or con- try and work out if they're lying or not. Mm. Like, how much can you trust? Ask yourself that. Um, how much are you w- willing to trust? But uh, yeah. I don't There's know. a big difference between cheating and sexual assault, to be honest. And I yeah. think that if you believed before that she didn't do it, I think 
so the whole I think maybe the I don't think I don't think it's like you should equate that to oh now maybe she did do it I think if you want to leave because she's was going to cheat then you should be leaving for that I don't think it then equates that you know just because just because I lie about something tomorrow doesn't mean that I wasn't telling the truth yesterday Mm. I don't think it should I don't think they're on the same level and if you're saying even the even the police and everyone around knew that she was she was telling the truth before. Mm-hmm. Then I would just take that as that because mm-hmm. if you did think that she was lying before, then I don't think it's mm-hmm. worth bringing that up now. But I think personally, I think if you're looking for an excuse to leave, then you should just leave and probably leave the sexual assault thing in the dust. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. Literally, you said that the, the guy who accused her apologized. Like that is a done deal. And if you believed mm. her at the time, please don't reopen. Like, don't use previous because that's technically not a reason to. You can't hold that, especially if it's something that you believe she didn't do because there was enough evidence to say she didn't do that. You can't. You can't now like open. It's like literally somebody being, you know, um, exonerated um, for like charges I know this is a really big one but murder charges like they didn't do it like they actually just didn't do it it's beyond reasonable doubt and then all of a sudden there's something else that they might have done potentially they might be cheating yeah nearly caught a cheat and fine it's like all right so did you it's like no 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 the evidence it doesn't it doesn't that's done that is a closed chapter do not reopen it don't use that against this person this is not something against them now it's just something they've been involved in that has nothing to do with this situation Trust is not it's not something that's easy to work on either, by the way. I'm not gonna lie. If you it is it is very difficult. Once that is trust is broken, it's like there are still fractures there. It's really, really hard to try and get yourself to try. I'm speaking personally. I'm like, you can try and say, I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna try and trust, I'm gonna watch you. But every single time that doubt is festering like a disease. So if you feel like, hmm, I don't know, I wanna settle down, I'm not sure if I can try work. You can try and work on it if you feel like it's worth working on it. But if you really struggle to build that trust, then it does take a long time and you're trying to settle down. So it seems like you're here. Time is of the essence. You might just need to be packing your load and be going. Right. Yeah. Packing, get it. Going. I also think that, sorry, if, I think that if you use this as an excuse to leave, you're going to end up being the bad person yeah. in a big yeah. way. Yeah. In a, in a really big way. I think you should just, if you honestly, if it's the cheating that is, it wants you to leave then just use that and then go mm-hmm. and then focus on that because every, uh, many people it seems like you were friends when you were younger so you share a lot of friends mm-hmm. when people start talking about this and hearing that you brought this back up when it seems that like she's been cleared you're going to come off as the bad person absolutely mm-hmm. 100 100 i don't know if you wanted to say anything right about- we're moving on to the next <laughs> one yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah? um how do I find the motivation to build to bit what how do I find the time and motivation to build exercise and to build exercise or to exercise how do I find the time and motivation to exercise and focusing on new hobbies while maintaining a full-time job trying to upskill looking for a new job in summer 2021 and maintain relationships thank you tongue emoji I'm very bad (laughs) at sticking to exercise love looking bomb like gym but when i'm here i sh- i struggle to leave the sofa s i feel you s <laughs> i feel like i, I'm, no I might have written this myself <laughs> love looking bomb <laughs> yeah same, like, same sis <laughs> i like looking like i would love if there was a way like if there was a pill that you could eat um that like 
actually does the gym work for you without going to the gym, I would eat that pill. But I know that pill is a good diet. <laughs> and even then, <clears throat> I have an addiction to sugar. I think you just like don't put too much pressure on yourself to be perfectly honest because like there's like what 0.5% people that seem to be getting six packs in lockdown and I don't know how those people are doing it like I would really love to know how they're doing it but I think just know that the way that you're feeling every every single other person is feeling like that mm. um it's because lockdown is already a lot mm. I can't be adding gym on top in my house <laughs> I, I already I always feel like I'm already in a prison in my own house. I yeah. can't be gymming in my own living room. I need some form of separation. <laughs> I would say if you if you, these are things that you want to do, so you want to exercise, yeah. maybe try and throw in a little bit of exercise in a way that works for you. So I like to be fit, but I hate exercise. So I, I make it fun. Um, mm. It's not that fun, uh, but I, I cycle everywhere. So... If I'm going somewhere, I have to exercise and I have to go places. Like mm-hmm. if I'm running errands, I have to ride my bike. Therefore, I'm exercising. And then once you're out, then you're doing it. So maybe like little things, maybe it's like before you have your coffee in the morning, you do 10 squats. Like it doesn't have to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Just a little, you just throw in a little bit here and there. And same with like the hobbies and looking for the new jobs. Don't be like, I am going to do seven things today. Put things on your to-do list just to cross them off. Like, have a cup of tea. Cross it off. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And then just take things little by little. Maybe one week you focus on hobbies. Next week you focus on trying to upskill. And, yeah, don't go too hard on yourself. But also, I, you know you don't have to do anything. That's oh, yeah, that's also, that's that is also... I think there's a lot thing. of pressure in lockdown that we must yeah, have learned a new skill. Hyperproductive state um, that people think that you should be in just because you're in your house. <laughs> yeah like you don't have to do anything sometimes it's okay to watch everything on netflix like patricia bright blocked me on twitter no. because i added her um when she did that tweet what? about everything <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Patricia bright blocked me because she did a tweet which you know where she said something like last lockdown she learned how to do this and this one she you know she's always talking about had different streams of revenue mm. and she's you know I don't know she's got she's like a million in the bank and she did it all lockdown all that kind of good stuff whatever which is great for her but then I tweeted well okay I didn't do anything I didn't lose weight I didn't learn a new skill so what am I yam <laughs> and then she blocked me oh. <laughs> it's okay not to do anything I think everyone is every loads of people are coming out saying they learned a new skill I'm sorry I haven't learned anything I've, the most I did was I made a clay pot and that took me one day to do that and I haven't even painted it. That's how my level... I'm, I've done half a puzzle, never completed it. Like, you, do, I don't think you have to do anything because if if we weren't in lockdown, would people? Would anybody be asking me if I've learned a new skill in the past two years? Nope. No. So why is it that? Because I'm looking you're at, still getting by. I'm looking at four doing, walls. Yeah, all exactly. Of, all of a sudden I have to... I still have a full... Like this person said, you have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. If I was going to work and coming back, no one would expect me to be learning how to make banana bread after work. <laughs> Just because I'm at home doesn't mean I should be like, why should I learn all this stuff? Like, I don't. Yeah. And what I guess we're putting the collective, everyone is putting on weight because we're not moving as much. Yeah. Because also, to be perfectly honest, if I hadn't been to the gym for three months and I was working normal outside, nobody would be looking at me like, why are you not working out? 
nobody would be saying that to you so exactly. i just think there's so much pressure to say like we should learn shit or learn how to cook or it's like everyone just do what you want to do yeah let's not be Honestly, linking our product our self-worth to to productivity in any way mm. shape or form because when you're i'm not gonna lie even me even me with my full-time job and my my i'm a very active babe but that's because i have a health condition that requires me to stay fit if i don't want to end up in hospital in my 50s all right i really have to do and i'm trying to do it because i'm trying to survive that's why i me i'm doing it for survival but um i even felt the pressure of like oh why haven't i started a business me with my full-time job that actually i'm a key worker i'm still here feeling bad that i don't have another stream of income why is it that i don't have a business why is it that I don't have this? Oh, am I not? I've, and I've struggled with that as well. And it's like, look, you don't have to, if you're getting by just fine, unless you really feel like there's a gaping hole in my life where I feel like I really, really want to do not because it makes me look good and I can post all the new things that I'm doing on social media for validation and people can be like, congrats, babe, you're doing amazing. Or you're, you know, look at you like some superhuman. Um, if you feel in your heart of hearts that you want to do these things, you want, if you want that six pack, then, because that's the thing, conviction will make you do certain things. If you're not convicted, burn, you won't do it. And that's okay. Yeah. If you're convicted, then you will do it. And if you do get to that point that you want to do it, you will get on and do it. Don't put that pressure on yourself to do it. When the when outside opens, it'll just start gallivanting again. You won't, you won't, you'll forget that you even wanted to do all these things. In fact, you'll just be like, why am I doing this? I, I'm tired. Let me rest. Exactly. <laughs> People need to relax. We can't... The thing is, we can't all... And it's a really... I think... I've said this before and people have argued with me, but we can't all be great. Mm. This is a yeah. thing. You can't look at all the people that have been doing black excellence, black, ex- black excellence. Not Some of us are just going to be black average and you're going to have to accept that. It's like you're learning new skills. You're trying to get another job. Like you said, doing other streams of revenue. So why was this? I didn't, 20 years ago, was it important for me to have five different streams of revenue? You just have your job and that's it. Why am I looking... Everyone's fighting for millionaire status or everyone's fighting to get a six-pack. Some of you, you're not going to even have abs and some of you aren't going to have 200K in the bag and that is fine. There's There's so much pressure on people to be great, great, but we can't all be great because if everyone's great, then actually nobody's great. So maybe just... Word. You're going to have to relax. Word. Yeah. Yeah, focus on what makes you happy internally. If no one was looking at you, what would be happy? And if that is sitting on the sofa. Sit on the sofa. Yeah, do that. And then maybe throw sprinkle in a little thing. Yeah, sometimes it's a small thing. You you can do, the hobby can be something that isn't productive as well. Mm. Like Like learning TikTok dances. Yeah. I really want to learn the dance to up and that keeps me active. Oh my day, same. My 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 um my Apple Watch thought I was having a heart attack. So (laughs) like (laughs) But you know what? Pre lockdown (laughs) watching films was a legit hobby. But now I'm in my house. Yeah. It's not a hobby anymore. Now I'm like, oh you've been on Netflix all day. But if I was in the cinema doing three films, you'd be like, Oh, she's a she's a cinemaphile, one of those cinephiles. (laughs) But the cinephiles, but now I'm in my house, I can't I can't enjoy life. Honestly, yeah. Like we need to this I think this all relates back to, but I try I try not to be intellectual on this podcast, but this all relates to back to how capitalism has us at our neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like at the end of the day this hyper productivity at the like okay I'm sorry to bring in PB's name in here Patricia Bright but she has a whole team around her and even if she doesn't have a whole team around her she's literally as she has said earning bank 
most mm. of us as an as average joes might not even want to be there number one and number two don't have the support network around us i'm not alien i'm not drawing her out particularly but just to say that like the support network that's needed to do those things like everyone wants to be beyonce but they forget beyonce has a whole like team of 200 people around her propping her up to be beyonce mm -hmm. it's like we're, we're very different like yeah but anyway dilemma number eight no dilemma number eight um sorry <clears throat> okay so whew, this is an essay um, navigating the feelings of wanting oh. or yearning romantic love in a way that suits me personally, based on Bell Hooks's definition of love. And they gave the definition, love is one's will to extend themselves in an effort to nurture their own or someone else's spiritual growth. And also simultaneously dealing with the thought or fact that non-romantic loved ones do, do meet this standard and in a sense, my cup runneth over i know this love exists partially because they've shown it to me too before i've even knew known this definition of love i hope this makes sense from aa so i think this person does that make sense what's the dilemma so i think their dilemma oh, is they're navigating the feelings of wanting romantic love in a way that suits them personally maybe they're not getting it from their surroundings, but they also know that like it's possible because their non-romantic people, such as like maybe friends, family members, have shown them that this love that they want is possible, but they're not getting it from like, maybe if they're attracted to guys, like guys, yeah, or maybe they're attracted to girls, girls. Yeah, so they, what, they, um, they na yeah, navigating romantic love because it's like, right, I'm not getting, it's, I know it's possible, but I'm not getting it. But I'm not, I, I'm not getting it deal with that? Yeah. Um, I see, I've, I recently read the same collection, the Bell Hooks collection that they, I, they probably read. Mm -hmm. And I would just say like, live your life as what you learn, what you think from that book, the, live mm -hmm. the definition of love every day. If you live that in your life, then you would hope that you would attract that, the, somebody who, uh, also Makes lives sense. that. Like, like attracts like, not always, but so be aware. But yeah, it's hard, it is hard. Mm. Um, but as we grow up, people are learning more. So you would just have to hope that you're meet, you meet somebody who has also been learning and mm -hmm. you've hit it off. That's, I don't know how helpful that is. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a good point. I have a really, this is going to be a tangent, and I know I'm going to come back to Salama in the end, but like, do we actually believe like attracts like in the in the dating climate of the London of London? I'm not gonna um, lie, I don't. I maybe not maybe not practically, but I think if you're not if you're not loving your own self, yeah, then how like the person that you date, they're not like if you don't respect yourself. I mean, you're you may you may not always the case, but if I'm treating myself like shit and then somebody else treats me like shit, then it's like well. Yeah, this is this is the pro. This is the blueprint. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the tone. Mm -hmm. The tone has been set. So, it not always, but it helps a lot. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I because I mean, I want to look at my history and say like I, I mean, I guess I don't know if I don't know if I disagree or agree with it. I don't know. I feel like yes, how you carry yourself sometimes, you know, um, and how you see yourself, how you treat yourself, kind of sets the tone, and when you when somebody who is compatible and kind of in line who aligns with that 
meet somebody like you, you or like themselves, then it's like, okay, equally yoked in some ways. But I don't necessarily know that because sometimes the litter that be sticking to your shoe, whilst you're still carrying yourself like the Beyonce you are, treating yourself like the yeah. queen as regularly, like, I mean, you work on, I mean, we're also, I'm, I've done a lot of work on myself lately, right? And Veronica, one thing Veronica knows is I know what I, I know who I am. Flaws and all, I know, but I also know what I want and I know what I deserve. And I don't, I have really, really worked hard to let go of the things that I know do not fulfill that. Um, and it's not easy. I'm not going to lie, it's not easy. But it doesn't mean that the things that I feel like I know that I'm not, that aren't for me, don't come my way. They come my way. And sometimes I've mistakenly entertained them for 10 minutes. And then I realize, well, this doesn't work for me anymore. So yes, I think eventually, eventually I think it's very much like once you know yourself and once you you when you're when you're equally yoked with somebody I feel like once you carry yourself a certain way only a certain type of person can really infiltrate but doesn't mean that the others will not try and come and stick the to others the others don't try I always you know like I always <laughs> you know? think of like you know that that quote like you know there's plenty more fish in the sea we're forgetting that this sea also like there's a sewage plant that's coming out and like poisoning the fish so like <laughs> like so like I always think that like sometimes your net can be catching fish <laughs> but and that's not that's not a thing about your net it's like the sea is poisoned so i feel like we cannot we can only do and also yeah i have a lot to say about like men in this if if you're attracted to men but i have a lot to say about men and how men don't do the work generally so it's kind of a good thing that you've got all these friends around you that help show you that mm. that love is possible yes, but don't feel bad if you like you're you're you are putting out there when the sea itself is poison babe there's plenty of fish but the p- people eating those fish are they dying um it's true yeah. i think i like somebody said that the same thing that pl- there's plenty of fish in the sea but i want rainbow fish and there was only <laughs> one so mm. you just have to there you'll be loads there'll be loads around you but you will find the right person for you i think there's also a lot of pressure in finding the right person for you i don't know how old this person is but yeah I don't know. I keep thinking of like timelines, like uh, the pressure that I put on um, people these days to find somebody by like 25 and have that person like that's locked to you forever. But then you look at like how other countries move and like the rest of Europe is moving on a very slower timeline and they mm. find they get married a lot later. I just I feel like there's just unwanted pressure. And I also I do believe that in the notion that um, the way that you're ca- you carry yourself will um bring that person to you however there's also people that will grow with you yes um so i wouldn't so in the same way i wouldn't stop yourself from trying well i wouldn't stop yourself from being open to seeing people if you feel that i don't know if i don't know if you're not where you want to be because you could find somebody that would easily grow with you Mm -hmm. um but you know what love is a gamble game to be honest and you just have to be you're just gonna have to take the risk and see what you get because a lot of people that you think you just won't be interested in come knocking at your door and the person that you think will be perfect for you ends up being trash yeah you know you just have to lower my glasses for that one (laughs) (laughs) honestly that that is usually how it is okay next one michelle i think you should well it is your one to read but healthcare professional (laughs) hat on that Combliming. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to take the vaccine, but I have... Oh, sorry, this is from A, sorry. I really want to take the vaccine, but I have hopes on building a family in the coming year. 
in the coming year, okay? Of course, there is no research linking the two as an issue, but naturally there are some doubts when injecting something into your body. What's your thoughts? Women's slash pregnancy and taking the vaccine. Right, okay, so I want to kind of prerequisite this with the fact that I am, yes, I'm a healthcare professional, um, but I will, I'm not on here to give health advice. Um, so... Um, for my knowledge, you shouldn't, if you are actively pregnant um, or, you know, trying to, so they do ask questions like, are you planning on becoming pregnant in the next X amount of months or are you actively pregnant? I don't believe that, I'm not entirely sure about this, but definitely do your research, okay? But I don't believe that an actively pregnant person or someone who's planning, they ask these questions because whilst they haven't, I think they, there are some studies, there are some trials going on, from my knowledge anyway, um, that they're, they, you know, they're trying to get, who's volunteering as a pregnant woman for trials? Because that's the thing, in order for them to know that this thing is safe, and it's not, as the word is teratogenic, which is basically won't cause like birth, de like deficits um, in, in these babies, mm -hmm. they have to test it on, 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 on pregnant people so i'm not gonna say that there's nowhere in the world where women aren't pregnant women aren't taking it um mm -hmm. and but i would say i don't know i feel like people are still doing this risk benefit on whether or not they should take the vaccine if you are really trying to planning on having a child um you may again depending on your window you may decide to just delay it a little bit just you know, it is, well, carrying baby for nine months, isn't it? Um, if you're already actively pregnant, maybe I would speak to, a I'll speak to somebody. I don't think you should be worried if you're young and of childbearing age and you don't have only all these comorbidities, et cetera, which is basically any other healthcare conditions that could really, really, that could be really detrimental to you if you did get COVID. Um, it is really a lot of the time risk benefit, you know? And if you really, if you are a very at risk person, um, but also trying to have a child, um in a certain amount of time you may be considering it but then that's the thing there is no at the moment i don't think there's evidence to show that it is proper they don't have they haven't had enough time to watch and see how it affects no. pregnancy do you know what i mean, I so, I, no, mm, do you know what yeah. I mean? so it's like there is no they will tell you there's no current evidence for you yeah. not getting it but it, it just because there's no evidence doesn't mean it's impossible so just just yeah, be aware. Yeah. It's risk benefits. Speak to your midwife. Speak to you know. Speak to your GP, um, and do the research as well. I wouldn't say to not get it. It really just depends on how at risk you are. If you did get it, but then yeah. again, there are people who have been very very low risk and still had it very badly. So it, it's really, it's not a blank. I can't tell you yes no get the vaccine. Yeah. And literally, that's my answer. Is boy, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a vaccine advocate, so, but I do want to say that I read about a clinical trial of someone mm. who, um, as an only intellectual bit I'll ever add to this pod, but um, yeah, I read about a clinical trial, um, someone in, uh, what's that place, um, in the US, mm. they got the vaccine and their child was born with um, um, antibodies already, so they, they were pregnant, they had the vaccine and their child was already born with I antibodies heard that, that were delivered, that yeah. So I know that I know that's blowing the scientific world's mind at the moment, but they're trying to really, really investigate that. So I'm only saying that as like Ooh. on a personal level, I am a bit. I think if you before I was just like, oh, what is this vaccine? Are they putting like something in there? But generally, like mm -hmm. that was just me being stupid. But like, I'm a vaccine advocate. I think that 
yeah, I think it's I think it's Gucci. But that's the only thing I'll say. But make your own choice. Speak to your yeah, health professional. Yeah. That's all. Mm. I want. I want to. Yeah. Mm. I I think it's definitely get the. I think generally get the. I'm pro vax. Get the vaccine. I'm not gonna lie. To get it. It is social. Won't grow another ear. Hey. Oh. Mm. Yeah, you won't grow another ear or whatever is out there, the, 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 the chain mail that you're getting in your whatever. But if you are really actively planning on having a child, for example, I don't know how close you are, then I think the que- you just need to ask the question because, you know, if you haven't had it and you're pregnant, for example, is there a risk? Yeah, just you know ask your GP ask, and then your GP will be yeah. better to, best advised. But yeah, last one. I- um. Okay. Growing up as a black girl in a very right town, I realized that the only attention I got growing up from the opposite sex were from random older white men. Oh, old white and black men. Black men who were close with my family. Yikes. That's not me saying yikes, by the way, that was rude. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It started when I was like nine. So those experiences have made me very wary of men. And now I just have no desire to date or make any connections with men because I know they all suck. Can you guys talk about the adultification of young of young black girls by men and the trauma that comes with that from G? Um, yeah, I completely understand this because I'm also somebody that grew up in a very white area. Um, and it was like, there was loads of weird old white men that would always try and chat to you. But, and I can... I get what you mean because it's gross and you have a weird misconception about what is attract, like what you attract and you know there's like that there's like that weird TikTok trend when people are like was I ugly or was I just the only black girl in school so then you don't you go through a lot you go through a very long time of feeling not attractive at all and then the things that are attracted to you are so gross but you're like oh well that's the only thing that's attracted to me maybe that's like yeah um it's something I don't really have solid advice for you it's probably going to be something that you're going to have to work through and I'd probably talk to someone because it can be quite traumatic um, and yeah the adultification of young black girls is gross and I'm not even sure how that would get fixed in society because it's men that we have to talk to to leave these girls alone yeah I feel like I I didn't I didn't grow up in a, a white town but I feel like I can really relate to like the adultification and it made me feel like like my body was like public property and I feel like so many young girls feel like that because you're walking down the street and people are commenting on your body and I think a thing that helped has helped me like getting older is uh kind of not reclaiming my body but it's like taking back the control and it's like this is me this is mine it's not there it doesn't it's not there for anybody else like if it doesn't matter if everybody thinks you're ugly as long as you don't think you're ugly and if you do think you're ugly, what can you do to make to make yourself not feel like you're ugly? Like that's, it shouldn't, don't, it's easier said than done. But I don't know, these, these men are moving really mad. And that's a problem for society, which mm. you can't change by yourself. Mm. But what you can change is how you react to it. And they, and yeah, mm. just focus on be feeling, feeling confident with yourself and all, I'm not, I don't want to say not all men. I was going to say, <laughs> my... Okay, it's hard. I mean, I was going to say... Look, I was actually going to say something, though. That's going to make me sound like... Uh, I don't I don't even want to sound like a pick-me because anyone who knows me knows I have a huge disdain 
whilst I fancy them, unfortunately, sometimes I feel like it's unfortunate. Ah! But I, I don't want to sound like a picnic, <laughs> but I, I, I want to say that whilst a very huge proportion of them suck, huge, it's, it's so huge that it's, it's okay. Like you can use your chest to use that generalization and be right. Hmm. But there are a few, and this is just me trying not to be a hopeless babe, because if I allow myself to be hopeless, I will remain... I will just be, I will, remain, I will, I will stay, I, I mean, unfortunately, they're the only ones I'm attracted to right now. That's all I know. So I'm like, Ugh. I have to try and find hope where there isn't much. Um, not all of them um, suck, or maybe some, not all of them suck to the degree to which where you really just, to which you have to be like, now nah, I'm not doing this. There is some, I hate having to bear with these things, but there's some sucking that you're just like, you know what? Yeah, you suck, but you'll do, you'll do. Um, and so, and that's my approach. That's my approach. I feel like somehow, somehow you always have to manage and I, and you always find yourself going compared to me as the, the way I am, I'm managing because you're like, oh yeah, we're great, but you, yeah, you'll do. Um, and so I also want you to be, try not to be a hundred percent pessimistic about every single man in the in existence because there are some gems out there some and I say this only because yes I know it sounds like a fairy tale but I've actually kind of met a couple in my life that make me think oh wow okay and not everybody sucks so just keep an eye out for the ones that don't suck if yeah, you can um and yeah. and maybe try because sometimes they will then prove to you that actually not all of them suck it's just it, you just have to know i mean it's very easy to spot warning signs of, of mad men um it's very easy they don't even hide it they're very shameless as we discussed earlier um mm-hmm. but you'll you'll know when you find a well you'll know at the beginning that someone's a decent one whether or not they're good or fantastic and don't suck you'll find out as you go on um yeah. but yeah that that is pretty much my my own advice and the adultification of young black girls boy i don't know you know when sometimes you're just like this society is so fractured i don't even know where to begin mm. in terms of will it even be fixed in our lifetime uh yeah. I, I i don't know is the answer that literally i can't there's literally no solution or advice i can give when it comes to that because the society we live in is is very fractured and there's a lot of things that are happening that shouldn't be happening but we just literally have to try and navigate our lives and try and live our lives the best way we can knowing that society's fucked so um yeah oh gosh that sounds very bleak it's all right. I was just going to say, like what Ada said, it might be a good idea if you're able to, to talk to somebody because mm-hmm. if if you've had these feelings since nine, like that's that's ingrained in you at this point yeah. because that's mm-hmm. like the majority, depending on how old you are, that's the majority of your life. So try and speak to somebody. If you can't, maybe try and read up, read up on, about it on the internet. Like other people would have been through similar experiences. Um, I'm like, if you're weary, you're weary of men, but, and it's understandable, but if you're trying to date men, if you want to date men, you need to kind of work on that. So, um, yeah. yeah. I would definitely try to talk to somebody because you don't really know what your triggers are, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like, um, you have, I know that there's like, there's like a weird, there's a way that most men smell that is very triggering to me from past experiences and that's really unfortunate and I've completely tried to unpack it and I can't if I encounter somebody that smells like this I 
will completely shut them off and I actually can't physically talk to them which makes it seem like I hate majority of men but I don't it's just because it's like triggering mm-hmm. a memory I would definitely go and talk to somebody because you do have no idea what tri- like there's many common things that a lot of people do that you don't realize that you're putting a block on because something's happened to you as as when you're younger and if it's starting when you're nine there's probably so many things that are just like ready to unpack so I would definitely try and talk to somebody mm-hmm. because it might just be a complete mental block that you have no idea about absolutely yeah there what a lovely way to end no oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but like oh, oh, yeah honestly g i think it's it's just it's a hard knock life being a black woman so um but camaraderie and that um all four of us on the call have actually all experienced something like this so um there will definitely be some uh there'll definitely be some like resources for you to look at online but yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. all from our second dilemma episode. Damn, this one felt Thank a bit you guys. still. Like, does anyone, yeah. does anyone feel like they just need to, I need to pick me up? <laughs> honestly, mm. honestly. And I do want to say that, like, just, just as an FYI, my computer did break down two times for some reason whenever I went into the form and tried to get down people's dilemmas. So I definitely know we've forgotten a, a few. So um, if, <laughs> if we have forgotten yours, I am sorry. And then hopefully we'll answer them, like, just peppered into like new episodes which is, i'm sorry guys <laughs> are we going to talk about micro penises oh gosh okay so we're gonna have a general dilemma this is something that was like like with so- someone basically came to us and they spoke about this mm. they were just like does size matter? Actually, last podcast, someone asked does size matter, but like- Somebody yeah, did ask matter. that actually, yeah. Yeah, and so we wanted to kind of expand <laughs> on like what size meant and like what if size mattered to you. So this is just a general thing. Does size matter, guys? Um, yes. <laughs> I just said, we I, waste no time. <laughs> it, it, depend, it depends on who you are. Mm. Like- mm. I've dated people who don't have any penis, so it depends on how what how it matters. It it depends on it's the what's that phrase that everybody says? The motion, motion in the, the ocean. ocean. The motion. Know, the, the motion the, in the, the ocean. Big part of it. Oh, but there's a there's it, a clever bit to it. That's not. But clever. yeah, it does. It's not the right. size of the size... fish. It's the most of the ocean. <laughs> I think it's the size of the boat. Oh right. It's the motion <laughs> of the ocean. <laughs> the size of the fish um it it does matter to a degree mm-hmm. like there's a big there's like there's a thing you've seen like there's a guy that has like a 16 inch penis oh Sorry, god matters. 16 inch go anywhere near that yeah there's like so it matters in like two degrees because yeah. it depends on you as a person okay. some things might be too big been there done that some things might be too small also been there done mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. also it depends where you get your pleasure from but I, I would suggest if you are a smaller gentleman, um, you can't just be useless at everything else because mm. what is how are you gonna how are you gonna pleasure your partner, to be mm. honest? You have I, to you have to fix up and everything else. But also if you're a girl that gets zero pleasure from penetrative sex, then you know then the size really doesn't matter. I have a controversial theory though. Okay. Mm. Go on. I 
<laughs> I don't know if I want to say it on a podcast. <laughs> I, say I feel it. like some some <laughs> men, not all men, mm-hmm. overcompensate based on various things and their size may or may not be a factor. Good and track. you don't want somebody who who is, you know, like somebody who might, so this, I don't think size matters, mm-hmm. but somebody who's like, oh, I have a tiny dick, I'm such a loser. And that's the way that they've approached their whole life. Mm-hmm. That is going to affect their personality. Whereas somebody Thanks. who, so if you, if somebody has just accepted, you know what, I, I have one inch, but I'm really funny and I can do everything else. Then that's, that's better than somebody who's got four inches, but is like, I've got a small mm-hmm. dick. Women hate guys with small dicks yeah, and they're just bitter just bitter it's for true. no reason so, actually you know just watching yeah, them it's that's small why man small man syndrome yeah, it exactly, doesn't it doesn't just I'm relate saying. to height vertically and you know sometimes it's also horizontal I you know you. <laughs> <What>? mm-hmm. <laughs> no but and actually another another important thing is actually not um there are other different ways to like i guess pleasure and have sex and actually penetrative sex is not the only type of sex so actually sometimes size wouldn't really matter because you know there are other ways one can receive even even penetrative sex you know and so it it really just depends on you just you know just put the if you're putting the work in if everything else is good if you're able to arrive at the same destination um size or not then what does it really matter? Yeah. But, you know, that conversation, I don't think a lot of people are really ready to have that because, again, another thing is some people are just hella lazy. Some, 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 I won't even just say men. Some people are just hella lazy. Just want to just be doing one, two, two step inside and and nothing much is happening. And then some people put the work in and actually they're doing a better job than Mr. 7, 8, 9 inch, um, 16 inch. First of all, I don't want to see it in that, that, that way. I want to swing the opposite way. If you're 16 inches, please... Be, get, get the get the behind me not in that way don't if i don't get behind me get the far away from me <laughs> get me get me two meters away from me again <laughs> so um no. i don't know i feel like yes size can matter um but it is it depends on first of all who who you are and the sort of character you present and even in the like as an outside the bedroom or kitchen or wherever it is you like to get your freak on um or actually you know in in the context of having sex like if you know how to do up you know because sometimes it's angles it's positions it's you know work needs to be put in sometimes in order to get to the desired destination um and some people do less to get there some people do more to get there and sometimes it's shape as well because if you're if you're a certain shape you're not quite hitting and it's just it's just paining me and causing me pain and then other times it's you know it's a different you might you might need a little curve to reach that destination you know what I mean so it's like it matters but it doesn't always have to especially if it's able to do what it needs to do or if there are other alternatives like honestly I agree I feel as if like like Hanifa you kind of mentioned like not all people have penises and um, not all and like the like majority of people that like don't have penises are having amazing sex so what's the truth there sir um, and so what, <laughs> what I always would love to say is like okay I'm gonna put fire on the flames I would love to see a straight man that will grab a strap if things aren't working mm. grab a strap <laughs> But that, people that, are ready that person would have to not be, <laughs> okay. so, be so confident in their you have to be so confident in yourself this is the thing uh, you have it. to stay away. It, 
from the toxic masculinity ones, but I think these are all it's all intertwined. So it's not about yep. the size, it's about who it's attached to. Mm, and if that's exactly. a toxic yeah. man, doesn't matter how many inches you've got, because they'll still be toxic. Yeah. But yeah, I I uh, I w- I'll be, I w- interested, I'll be to hear interested from any to men. Hear. Yes. Yeah. Some men don't allow you to bring anything into the bedroom because they're honestly that insecure. Mm. Like yeah, they it's really about the guy that you choose. Or competition. Also, like it's not one fi- it's not one size fits all to be mm. honest, because you know, five inches could be too small for you, but it could be too big for somebody else. You have no that idea. So true. like it's yeah. very true. I would just some you know. people have descended cervixes, which is when like they can't take loads of inches. Yeah. Yeah. And and Maybe. just a little bit. <laughs> just a tip. All right, X rated. It's too early for this. But doesn't that show you that there is somebody for everyone? Like, yeah. it yeah. doesn't matter who you are. You'll find somebody... your glass slipper. Yeah. Your glass penis. <laughs> your glass penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this oh, is interesting. So, yes, the consensus is pretty much not necessarily, but sometimes, yes. Um, yeah, it's just down to the person, yeah. you know. It yeah. might matter to you. I said I, yes, because yes, it matters to mm. me, but it might not matter to you. Well, I'm going to ask a personal question. Does size matter to you? To As me? To us on the call. Yeah. Uh, yes, because I won't be with somebody that has a micro penis. I'm so sorry. What counts as a micro penis? Because it really just, where's your cutoff? Um, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I don't know. I just know it when, I would know it when I was met with it. But also, I, I then also couldn't be with somebody that was too big as well mm. because I've also been in that situation where I'm just like, it's not actually worth um, the effort or energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> uh, does size matter to me? I think, I guess, yeah. Yes. Yes, it does matter to me. Yeah, if I'm being honest, it does matter to me. Um, in either way, as I said, I don't like it too big because, you know, but also... I don't know. I've never really been f- faced with one that makes me think, like that I've experienced and thought, nah, I just didn't quite. So until I until I experience it for myself, like a micro penis or whatever is too small for me, I wouldn't know. I think I know sometimes when I see, I'm like, oh, there's different sizes and shapes and whatever. But actually if it's not doing what it needs to do, because actually, well, no, I've experienced one before that I was, I'm giving too much information, but I have experienced it before. And and I was kind of like, oh, oh, okay. You know? Um, But then it was also, it was coupled with the fact that this person was a mm -hmm, piece of shit. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So off the back of that, for me, not necessarily. However, it's, it's usually the, that person isn't the one for me Yes, for other reasons. And that's also, they've got that, but um, sometimes it's a bit hand in hand. Um, yeah. It's a chicken and egg situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you really won't know until you try, actually. You <laughs> yeah, might exactly. think it's a bit, no, and might, until yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. You, I, I won't be able to answer that question fully until, until I've actually been faced with a situation where I'm just like, Nah, as in, separate, I don't know if they if they weren't pieces of shit, and I was just like, oh, I didn't quite, you know. So yeah, I would like to meet somebody. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't like to meet them, but I'd be interested to be a guy who's like, yeah, I've got a two inch penis. We both know it, rather than the guys that are like acting as if they they're not addressing the elephant in the room. 
you know? And they're just like, why, 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 yeah. you, why, why are you looking at me like yeah, that? It's like, why, yeah, it's like, why, why aren't you enjoying this? And it's like, we both know why. So let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so... No, <laughs> I think, yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, I hate those um, I'm also going to give pricks of the week down to men in general. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> we pop full circle. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Oh man, but, this uh, was really enjoyable, guys. I have had a, a laugh. This has actually been a lot of fun. Um, and so I really hope that when um, you guys really listen to this, that you enjoy it. Um, and I've laughed a lot for this time of the morning, for sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I don't know if there's anything else we wanted to talk about or like we could just give our closing remarks. <laughs> it's like a debate. Closing remarks, um, men are trash, but like some are okay, but that will be okay. <laughs> yes, in summary. But yeah, so thank you so much guys for listening to us. Um, and thank you for our new listeners as well. We have to big, give a big shout out to the new listeners and we hope that you continue to stick with us. And thank you to this season's BuzzFeed girls with us. Thank you guys for featuring on here and thanks for the advice and everything. And um, honestly, like I really hope that what we've said and discussed has been really, really helpful to you guys have been in the little, even if in the little, littlest way, like we've been able to answer and give you guys actual practical tips to deal with the dilemmas that you're facing. Um, and again, feel free to, if you wanted to expand further, you can email us. We're available at, I don't know, tbhpod at gmail.com. You can DM us as well. We're quite active on there. Um, and we do keep, keep up to date with our, um, our DMs and stuff like that. Um, we are yeah, available. Yes, yeah, sorry, Lee. That's no, right. Yeah, um, we are available on all major platforms. We will not list them, guys. Please um check out our page on Instagram, Pod. Um, and uh, what else is there? Oh, and oh, guys, do you want to plug yourselves as well? <laughs> yeah, go on, um, do you can do it. Yeah, my all my socials are at Adderanhe. Um, and then obviously our Insta is um at season beer mm-hmm. and mine is it's underscore henny fur with two h's and season sessions has episodes every saturday and you can yeah. find them in all the places and it's like Look. yeah similar similar vibe yeah oh yeah. Well, we love it honestly pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> we love it guys thank you so much for joining us and yes guys um v i don't know if i've missed anything off so like if you feel like yeah. you wanted to interject now would be the chance Honestly, everything's gooch. Everything's gooch. I, I don't know if you guys... So this is how it started. I was bullying Michelle that she needs to end the podcast more. So usually, like, what, what you'll hear is that Michelle will be like, have I done everything? Have I done it? And I'm like, oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> just, it's just puts pressure on me, okay? But yeah, so thank you so much for listening, guys, and have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.